Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm David Almeida, I'm your host, and this is the podcast where I invite an actor or artist friend to watch an episode of The Facts of Life with me. Then we hit record, we talk about the show, and all kinds of other stuff. My guest this week is Matthew Arder. Matthew's back, yay! That's because we're into season three already, guys. It's amazing how quickly it went by, but here we are already, episode 30 of this show and season three, episode one of the facts of life the name of the show was growing pains its original air date was october 28th 1981 hopefully you've already heard the other episodes with matthew they are so fun he makes me laugh so hard he just is always so welcome here because he is so entertaining and he is so into the show it's just the perfect package so i'm i don't need to talk anymore let's just jump on in and do this let's face the facts with matthew arder Once again, returning for more. <laughs> glutton for punishment. Glutton for your lunch. That's <laughs> what I'm a glutton for. And well, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Arter is back here. Remain seated. <laughs> no, please sit down, please. Um, we are once again in my grand room. We are. And uh, it is equally as grand and no grander than last time. It is just as grand as yeah. last time. See, Thank that's you. a positive way of saying it. And <laughs> that that's that's good. Um we we've just had a lovely lunch. I believe I fed you, did lovely I not? Lovely is a strong word. <laughs> I made we're both on diets. So I said to you, I'll make you lunch, and you went, No, don't make me lunch. No, because I'm on the Karen Carpenter diet. <laughs> Because that's really the only thing that works. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> a, a good tapeworm. Stop eating. Dysentery. Um, uh, I find a, a case of flu or food poisoning is also oh, a good... a good case of hepatitis. <laughs> if I could get that again. <laughs> but... but we had healthy chicken and vegetables. <sighs> a My... hot salad is what we had. <laughs> a hot salad. <laughs> Uh, Mac and cheese for Paul Padilla, but oh, I gave you here, healthy. fatty. Have some salad. <laughs> I heated it up. Anyway, we could go on and on about yeah. the craft service table. Yeah, here you at the you Facts could like podcast. C- couldn't you? Yeah. Um, our our friend Stacy to link this to last time. She used to love it when I'd have this at work, and I'd call it chicken and vegetables. Stacy loved it when I said vegetables. And for our dessert offering today, a healthy dose of uh, fresh grapes fresh mm. produce straight from the Publix not Oreos because we are not on the sugar we are healthy people and we care about ourselves and our bodies and I don't remember anybody ever saying yay there are grapes <laughs> it's like you never hear a server say oh yay I'll take the bachelorette party <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, Yay, grapes. <laughs> well, here they are. If you need a little something sweet to <sighs> top off the healthy lunch. Um, when we're... I'm going to have to drive. It's all vegetable. I'm going to have to drive home with the windows open. <laughs> I'm going to be skywriting by the end of this episode. <laughs> he feeds me vegetables then puts me on a microphone for an hour. <laughs> well, get, hold it until you get into the... See to it that it is in your car when all this is going on, if you would please. happens, (laughs) happens. Well, Matthew and I have just watched 
uh, the wonder. Oh, oh, and when you were texting me about your about needing to be on the Karen Carpenter diet, you mm. did mention also you were considering the AIDS diet plan. Yeah, but they don't sell it anymore. Is did it go off the market? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I thought they changed the name <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, of course, we're not making light or jokes about the terrible disease AIDS. We're talking Who about. Who would think that? And that's terrible. How dare you, listener? Rude. A Y D S. It was a diet aid, as they were called back in the 70s and yeah. 80s. So it was, but it was chocolate. So it like was, fat people were like, <laughs> I'll eat that. And it will theoretically curb my appetite <laughs> and make me lose weight. I'll, I'll post a couple. I did find a couple of the commercials. And it, it's like, it is so... Just you, wrong. You could not write it better no. with. Ever since I discovered AIDS, my weight has been terrific. And it's almost like an SNL c- commercial. Yeah. Like when you watch them, they're like, how'd you lose that weight? I got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. We are not laughing at the disease. Uh, Terrible people would be laughing. No. But I'm, <laughs> it's just, like you said, unfortunate. It's, <laughs> unfortunate. in hindsight, we will just say we are laughing at the unfortunateness. Oh, God. Of what we've witnessed. So we just watched season three, episode one. You are back to be our season premiere episode primary consultant. Which I love. And uh, thank you. We love having you here. Um, this episode, you expressed that you did not love. I think I speak for everybody who has watched this episode. Excited to see the third season. Decided to see the girls back. Yes. Excited to see the hair changes. Oh, just grab it. Okay. I, David I, just uh, got up and adjusted himself I, I right in front of me. Out. I mean, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I'm not sure what feelings I'm having right now. Um, Like, I don't want to say hashtag me too, because like, he didn't force me to watch. It was definitely voluntary. So, um, I'm, I was getting a, 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 a beverage refill here, ladies and gentlemen. You just had to flop your junk around to get to the refrigerator. Um, uh, hey, um, when you got it, flop it. And cut back to in three, two, one. one. I feel like I speak for everybody who watched this episode that was excited to see the girls come back and excited to see their favorite show. When I say, what happened? <laughs> like, so many good episodes in season two, and then this turd. I don't, I don't think it's that bad. It's just, it is a little bit of a step back, and you're like, oh, come on, guys. I feel like Tootie, with her braces, and getting to be that age, became like typical teenage girl self-conscious. Like, she's not as free with her act is natural with her acting anymore i I noticed that too when they were trying to build up to the the scene where they accused her of whining yeah it was like you could see she was like okay i can't just start whining on the fifth line in this scene i have to start and get somewhere but it's like but you're kind of not acting like our tootie yeah it was and yeah it's uh, sadly it's not the best on one hand you could say well it does feel like another episode. Some are hits, some are misses, some are better, some are worse. And we're just, it's, there was no need for a fanfare because our show is what it is now. There's no change. We don't have to uh, restate the the premise of our yeah. show. We don't have to reshuffle any decks. Um, I, I look at it as not completely bad. 
in that we're just continuing along. It is, it, it, but it's also very pedestrian in, and listen to me. <laughs> There's but an $80 word. It's, a, it's pedestrian again in that season opener where mm-hmm. they have to cover in one sentence what happened. Summer vacation. What, Tootie has braces now. Yeah. Like we weren't going to notice. Yeah. And we're going to write this into the show. She's got <laughs> yes. And I'm also on that wondering when her braces came off because I feel like she had braces for a very long time. Three years. But I feel like I remember seeing her with the mullet cut oh. and still having braces. No. Okay. No, the big teasy up 80s. Yeah. No. Anyway. She has them for the, the this season. Next season is the last Eastland season. Mm-hmm. And I believe she also has them for the first Edna Edna's Edibles All right. season. I well, believe it's three years. Right. Um, so uh, before we actually get yeah. into the episode Sorry. episode, it's, we're going to put you to work, girl. Okay. You, you came here. You did some research. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about where we are right now. Picture it. 1981. Yeah. It is, uh, the, the, our society is in turmoil because Ronald Reagan has been our president for over a year now. Yeah. And, um. Has been shot. And, oh, that's right. He was <laughs> shot in 81. Yeah. In, in the spring. Yeah. So that had happened. Yeah, that's right. I remember <laughs> when that happened. And, um, what else, what else was going, that's literally the only political thing I could possibly think of in 81. Well, that's about it. What else was going on it in our world? It was a big year for television. Even though you don't really look back and go, well, 81 was kind of a yeah. big year for television. <laughs> that year was the shit, man. Um, no. There were, uh, first of all, Facts of Life is the second highest NBC rated show. Mm-hmm. But it's still 24th. <laughs> yes. It still finished 24th this season. Th- this upcoming, the season yeah. we're about to start. Yeah. And that would be, um, in my according to my research, that would be its peak. It would reach twenty four this season, and then two seasons from now, it would be back at twenty four, and it would never rank that high again. Really? Yeah. And the funny thing is, it didn't rank at all. So it never got into the top ten. Never. Nope. Nope. I feel like eighty one stuck around for ten years. Well. I'm, I'm going to talk about that, but let me let me get you. I want I want to all right. let you do your research, and then we'll talk about other stuff. Um, Real I have People a theory. was the lead-in. Real People. Real People, um, which was one of those shows where they had, um, it was a pretty, I mean, it was the number one rated show on NBC, mm-hmm. but it was still 21st. Yeah. Um, and I have what happened at NBC that year down here. But, well, talk um, to him. Talk to him. I'll get because that actually that relates to what I was going to say. Um, Part of what made the facts of life uh, spring up this season, it already had done better in season two because uh, in season one they left it to to flounder on its own on Fridays. They mm-hmm. spun it off and then set it free, and that was a big mistake. Yeah. Uh, so in the season we just finished, season two, where the shows got good. It moved back to being paired up with different strokes. Right. And it was on Wednesday, and Real People also premiered that year and was an unexpected hit. So yeah. we had Real People, different strokes, already was ascending. Mm-hmm. Hello Larry was the show that followed it, the McLean Stevenson vehicle that bombed after only one season. And then they went, well, put that back there. And it is because of the continued ascension of Real People that Facts of Life enjoyed more popularity to the point that in this season where we are right now 
like you said, the lead-in was real people, and then Facts of Life moved to nine o'clock, mm-hmm. top of the hour. They weren't the set, the show after Different Strokes. Different Strokes was moved to, I believe, Thursdays. So this is it's a very advantageous real time people slot. Was an hour. Real people was an hour. It and was like that's incredible, but with tits. Yeah, is kind of what I say. It All was right. the it was the rowdy, somewhat salacious. Like you know, they wouldn't do a roller derby human interest story on that's incredible. It would be a a psychic who can move phone book pages. But right. real people would do roller derby. They did a a profile of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and don't you know her tits were in every single medium close up. Well, sure. And it was. It wasn't. It was less family friendly, and yet it was in the eight o'clock hour, and was clearly more popular than that's incredible because it had more of a woo fun party, humorous comedians were hosting. Skip Stevenson, not these. I'm Kathy Lee Crosby. Mm-hmm. I'm Fran Tarkenton. I'm a former football player, and now I'm trying to be a journalist. It was just Name anyway. Fran. Yep, his name is Fran. So, um, yeah, so, so piggybacking what you were saying is just that the, fa- the ascension of Facts of Life to being such a popular show, we've talked about it before. If you don't have a good time slot, you right. are fucked in 1981. Right. And that is why Facts of Life was followed by two shows that premiered that year mm-hmm. at 930. Yep. That were just awful. Yep. They figured we could pair it up and let it be the lead in and... Bring us the following. Love, Sydney. Love, Sydney. The wonderful Tony, Tony Randall. Randall. As a... Hat- no, he apparently, from hat- what I read, he hat- it's the first TV show with the where the central character was gay. Even though it was never, ever discussed. Never discussed. Not a single word of it. He was literally a man, in a middle-aged single man who lived alone. Right. And his sister they and her did daughter. did reference a few times that he had had a relationship with a man before. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. In like a pilot and then we never heard about it again. I know you would think that just seeing Tony Randall, you would assume. Yeah. That obviously gay. Yeah. But. Um, and, and in real life, allegedly not. Yeah, had, whatever. He had a child. When late? he was like 70. Like when he was like 70. Yeah. It's like, That okay. kid's like turning 19 now. <laughs> It's true. We were talking about the other day. Yeah. My dad died when I was two. How old was he? 85. 85. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was canceled. And then teachers only. Now, teachers only. I am not familiar. Familiarize me. Okay. Well, great cast. Mm -hmm. First of all, Um, Gene Smart was in it. Oh, okay. Um, God, why can't I read my own writing? Lynn Redgrave. Uh, Yeah. Tom Reed. Tim Reed from oh, Tim WKRP. Reed. WKRP. Which the... is interesting because did he come later to WKRP? I feel like I remember him being added. I feel like WKRP might have been like 82, like it happened later. No, like... it was on. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Um, um, Norman Fell starred in Teachers <gasps> Only, by the way. Oh, because he was like, they fucked me over on the Ropers. I need a job. And also in this show... <laughs> Mrs. Garrett's son, the wonderful Joel Brooks. Oh, Joel Brooks, the uh, Raymond. Yeah. Her son, Raymond. Yeah. He's in it, too. I, I love him. Now, tell me, do you recall, do we meet Raymond before literally the episode of Edna's Edibles? Um, when he buys her the store? Isn't there an episode where another son has a gambling problem or is it responsible? 
Uh, we just did that. Yeah, that was just uh, two weeks ago. Mm. And that was um, a free spirit. That was her son, Alex, who mm. lied about being a guitar player for yeah, Carly one. Simon. So I think this is the first time we see Raymond yeah. is this season. And I think it's just the two, right? Raymond and Alex? Or does she have a third? I should know that. Paul Padilla, where right. are you? You know this shit. You know her whole family tree. Yep, exactly. Okay, so this was another series attempt. It was called Teachers Only. Yeah. And it was, it, tell me, it took place in a teacher's lounge. Yeah. Of and a high school. Norman Fell was the principal. Oh, fuck. And of course. It was, you know, the wackiness of the teachers uh-huh. in the teacher's lounge. Also, Filthy Rich premiered this <gasps> season. I, the failed. Um, Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that show. Mm-hmm. That was, talk about appealing to young gay boys. In early, it was the first show that paired up Dixie Carter and Delta Burke, and Delta Burke. as sisters. But this was awful. More well, <laughs> I think it was funny. But again, I was thirteen. I was twelve. How old was I? But um, it was a funny show. It was in a big mansion. It was a bunch of rich Southern people. It was a wonderfully backbiting, bitchy comedy. And the whole premise was their rich dad died. And left all of his money to this illegitimate son who is this truck driving hick. <laughs> and every episode was them trying to find a different way to prove that he is not the biological son of their father. Yeah. And I remember one episode where they were creeping around in the hallway, deciding they were going to take a blood sample and run a blood test. And the next morning, Dixie Carter says, so did you get that blood sent off? And Delta Burke's like, yes, I did. She says, all right. How much did you end up having to take? And Delta Burke says, well, I wasn't sure how much they're going to need for a blood test. So just to be safe, I took half a gallon. (laughs) And then he comes down for breakfast and he's like, he's like this cadaver. It's It's got to be on Amazon Prime, isn't it? It's got or on YouTube or something. But it was definitely it was Linda Bloodworth Thomason finding her way before designing women was where she kind of honed in those yeah. those woman bitchy woman funny skills and I did enjoy designing women and uh, what else was going on um in the world MTV debuted in 1981 MTV yeah music television yeah that's what it was originally mm-hmm. and also um what I was going to say about um, NBC, um, Fred Silverman was the was the president. president. Yes, this is the year that um, Mary Tyler Moore's husband, ex husband, um, Grant Tinker, took over. Oh, so that began the whole um, NBC revitalization because uh-huh. he helped bring in the Cosby Show, the Golden Girls, Family Ties, and Dallas. shit like that. No, Dallas, Dallas was already is running. CBS. No, Dallas is CBS. That yeah. was, yeah. Um, they didn't really have... NBC didn't have a big nighttime soap, did no, they? Com- they? Like Dallas and Dynasty was ABC. NBC never really said, we want to compete with that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Now, they had just let Filthy Rich go. It could have grown into right. something. What else you got for us, Matthew? What else was going on? Um, Luke and Laura got married. Oh, I remember that. Um. General Hospital. General Hospital. The world tuned in. At least the unemployed people in the world <laughs> tuned in. And SNL fired everybody because somebody said the F word on the air. And um, Charles Rocket. 
Yes. Yes. Said the F word and caused everybody to get fired except for Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually ended the season early that season. Yeah. And that was a horrible, it needed to. That was the Gail Mathias, Denny Dillon, Gilbert Gottfried season. It was so What's Denny Dillon doing now? Hmm. <laughs> so, no, she did Dream On after that in the 80s. That HBO show, she was a regular on Dream On. Yeah, I'm not sure. Now. Ne- I'm, <laughs> honey, I'm just saying she did do something she did after work. that. She worked. <laughs> so we can move on to the actual episode and synopsizing now. And we still have, we still got shit to talk about because we have, we? A, we have a new opening theme. Well, that's we have exciting. Stuff. Yeah. The new opening theme every season, you and I have always shared this, that it's always like, what are the new clips? How different do they look? When am I going to see the clips during the actual show? And we do get a couple of them. And you remember how we talked about last season, that opening clip where the girls are just surrounding Mrs. Garrett and they're clearly being told by the director, look like you like each other. Enjoy yourselves. Smile. Big smiles. Huddle around the sink. Way too long as Uh, actors, you know. It's terrible. Um, Just to get like a three second clip. Last season, it was Blair that was not having it. Okay. When you watch her. This season, it's Joe who's not in the mood. Oh, really? Yeah. Joe's the one over there like, fucking take the shot. (laughs) And Mindy Cohn, like, is throwing her head oh, back. she's having a great time. <laughs> she's like Julia Robertsing that shit, mouth wide open. She's like, we get to eat when what? this is done. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's that uncomfortable. And you realize next season's is even more uncomfortable than is this it? one. It's terrible. Mm. It's where they're sitting on the couch, where it's like, instead of you huddling in a tableau around the sink, which may or may not happen in the course of an episode, maybe yeah. at the end of a show, this is, we are... Posing you on the couch. Yeah. Just sit there, all of you, facing forward, looking at the camera, and enjoy yourself. You're not even putting your arms around. It's, it's, and then season four had, is awful. And then they had somebody paint them, right? Just sitting there. No, that was family ties. That Sorry. was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then the kids came running down the mountain and the little one tripped and fell. Right. And that yep. was, yeah, that's how the opening theme was. All right. So let us go through each and every one of our cast members. Uh-huh. Mrs. Garrett, Charlotte Ray. <laughs> yeah. Hair is a little bit deeper copper red this season, uh-huh. a little darker. Uh-huh. And bun, a lot higher. What's arguably, that? arguably, cats and jammer kids high. Like, I did notice, like, the, the, what do you call them? The, the not, spit curls, the ringlets, ringlet the ringlets, curls. ringlets, like around the back. I yeah. did notice that. Like, it's almost like she's losing her hair or something. I don't think so. Okay. Because in later seasons, she she we get some better hair seasons. This yeah, is not the greatest hair season. We it took them most of last season to figure out how to style her hair for the thinner Charlotte Ray, and um and I looked back and I'm I'm gonna be posting soon some clips of her on different strokes. Her hair looked way better on different strokes for that one season than it did in season one of the Facts of Life. I'm like, why did they? make it uglier it's anyway we'll get there um but the thing is with the cats and jammer kids bun to have the bun so high on your head the amount of length you need to have of hair in the back to reach the top of your head you're like how long is her hair yeah and is it she who refuses to cut it or did no one just say you know a a woman of a certain age it's okay to have shorter hair or hair that just 
Maybe she was at that point where she's like, I am not a woman of a certain age yet, uh, you know? Yeah. Because what I'm, was she, like 43 or something? She's this? 55. Okay. I believe. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then she yeah. should be past that. Yeah. And then, um, so we've got her. Blair, hair bigger than ever. Oh my God, that's a lot of hair. Little blonder too. We're, we're continuing her hair color journey that we've discussed. It's, it's actually colored a little bit blonder than it was last season. She's um, developing well. Um. I'm not sure what you mean, Matthew. What are you talking she about? She wears that purple shirt the rest of the show, and it's like, here they are, boys. Yeah. They put fringe on them, for God's sake. Yeah, the diagonal fringe. And it's and again, the big, high-waisted A-line skirt. You can tell that we're in the seasons where some people are not happy about her size mm-hmm. being larger than a size zero. So they're dressing it as best they can. And yeah. she looks fine. Yeah. She's She's curvy. But she looks great. I'm not at it. Um, uh, then we've got Natalie's hair is, um, I think it has a side part now, still mm. with the little ponytail braid things. I think we have some braids now to keep the hair off of her face. Mm. And a little bit longer in length. Tootie has now got the, the same bowl cut that she's had, but instead of the two ponytails with the big thick yarn ties, she has the single ponytail on the top of her head. Mm. And that will go away later this season, just for the full-on bull penis head cut. And Joe has got bangs now. Mm. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I just didn't really look at their hair that much. What? But this is them. how they change. And, uh-huh. and Tootie's uh-huh. a little bit taller. I noticed boobies coming in. Oh, so, yes. I mean, that's what... I don't the, know why. I mean, yeah, it's not my thing Not your brand. Um, <laughs> but, like... Joe seemed like she like they were she had jacket on like she's not happy with what's going on. You you said you think it looks like Joe's wearing a compressor to yeah. decentuate her boobage. Yeah, I'm a couple times. I'm I, I don't know about that. Okay, that's interesting because I feel like the bangs. I don't care either way. In this like season, I think make Joe quite soft and a little bit more feminine and a little more lovely. I think they were trying with that. I I like it. Okay. Okay. Good for you. So let's get started with synopsizing. The episode is called Growing Pains. Thank goodness Alan Thicke and Joanna Kearns and Kirk Cameron are nothing, have nothing to do with this episode and take no part in anything. This is just a title. The show Growing Pains um, happens later than this. So we've got the... um, the new theme song, and as we've said, new clips uh, across the board, all new clips. Like, there is nothing yeah. retained from last season, which I remember loving that. But um, the audio, same. We, mm-hmm. we stick with that for several more seasons where they're like, this is good enough, and Gloria Loring, rocking it. <laughs> um, so we start the episode in the girls' bedroom, and clearly everyone is unpacking and getting ready and this is the like you said this is the uh we need a shorthand of about five sentences to explain we're back from summer vacation yeah the girls are getting their stuff put away and ready and talking about what they did so what did they do matthew um tootie went to kids camp summer camp girl camp um natalie traveled the country and apparently um, Connected with a lot of boys. A lot of boys. Wow. And I don't know where Joe went. Joe, yeah. There's no she real talk of it. just go back to New York? 
Yeah, and Blair went to Europe. Blair went to Europe. A vacance. What did she say? Look, I, I didn't she notice. She refers to it as a vacance, and then she goes, that's vacation. In French, because yeah. she does go to France. Um, one thing we learned is that Tootie, at the summer camp, played uh, was in the show The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. And I believe they said she played the role of Baron Von Trapp. Right. Baron mm-hmm. Von Trapp. Um, like I, they're trying not to get sued. Like well, I, nobody in the writing room was like, "Is it Baron? Is it <laughs> what but, would they call him?" But the thing is, number one, we have to assume then this is an all-girls summer camp because mm-hmm. a Baron would be a male. Yeah. So if she's talking about the role of the father, that would be Captain Von yeah. Trapp. He was a sea captain in the Austrian Navy. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, so. We know that Tootie has become the dorm monitor. This is a new thing. And yeah. we, we will have issues with this as we continue. Oh, so many issues. So many issues. Um, Mrs. Garrett comes in. Mail call. Like mail call from the whole summer? For ex- Yeah. Joe only got one thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, well, Joe probably traveled the least as yeah, far as Joe went, only went back to the Bronx. But yeah. Um, but the thing is, yeah, so it's like, we uh, really? First day of school? We already have mail? We're already forwarding the mail? And anyway, she comes in, and so she has a letter for you, letter for Tootie, and the rest of the stack are for Natalie. Yeah. And one of the funniest jokes in the episode is Blair says, oh, Natalie, have you been writing to prisoners again? <laughs> and Natalie says, Blair, you know I don't do that anymore. So perfect. <laughs> and so weird. Uh, exactly. Still. So weird. That, uh, <laughs> She's 15. Yes, exactly. Oh, we haven't talked about their ages. Oh. And you know I have to talk about their ages. I know, you're very obsessed. I'm very intrigued. Okay, let's make it quick. Mrs. Natalie's a junior now. Natalie is a junior? Wrong. Because they called her an upperclassman. Oh, oh, no, you're right. She is. Natalie is a... Uh, yeah. No, new, no, that is, I mean, yes, that's what they call her, but that is incorrect. Isn't it upperclassmen, junior, and seniors? Yes, but no. we're in season three. Blair and Joe do not graduate until the end of season four. So by my calculation, Blair and Joe are juniors. Natalie should still be a sophomore and Tootie should be a freshman. Something to note then. We'll need to see if a season is a school year. Yeah. We'll need to see at the beginning of season four if it's and they're coming back. How was your summer vacation? Right. <laughs> if so, then then we have then then I'm my ages and shit are gonna blow up. Last season I've already just a couple of episodes ago had to deal with them calling Tootie twelve. And it's like Tootie is not twelve. Tootie mm. was twelve in season one. She mm. was thirteen in season two, meaning Tootie is now fourteen. Okay. Therefore Natalie is fifteen mm. and therefore Blair and Joe are 17. Got it. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah. And as always, Tootie and Joe, the actresses are two years younger than the characters they're playing. So in real life, Kim Fields is now 12 and Nancy McKeon is 15. And therefore, Mrs. Garrett is 55, right? I said that before, 55? Yeah, there's five quarters and a penny. That makes 16. Okay. It's, hey. 
Don't you make fun of my OCD. Come on. I have four things written down. You have three pages and you didn't miss a line. Hey, okay, I feel hey, terrible. I handle the synopsis. You yeah. just write down Got it. thoughts on jokes. By the way, my synopsis, my one sentence TV guide synopsis for this. Oh episode. my God, I totally forgot to ask you. Uh, Matthew Arter. Yeah. Please give me your one to two sentence TV guide synopsis of this All episode. Right. The girls come back from summer vacation. Natalie hits the boys and Tootie hits the booze. Wow. You're welcome. Thank you. And Joe has one line in the whole show. (laughs) Well, she has one running joke and she crushes it. (laughs) It kills them. And that was a slow boil. It's awesome. I am so happy. That makes me so happy. Um, Blair is about to show some quote unquote souvenirs she Mm -hmm. brought back from France. But then in front of Tootie, she decides not to. And Tootie's like, what? And she's like, nah, never mind. So. What is happening here? I, oh God, it's just there's just general bullshit, bullshit about them making Tootie feel like she's still a kid. It's yeah. we are older, you're younger, you don't want to know about it. And what is happening is Blair has brought back two bottles of wine mm-hmm. from France, like a seventeen-year-old does mm-hmm. in 1981. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Garrett comes in, and there's talk of. Uh, well, what did you bring back? And it's like, oh, she brought back souvenirs. And uh, Blair is like, oh, I brought back some French cheese. Uh, yeah. And Tootie's like, hey, uh, as your dorm monitor, you know you're not supposed to have food in your room. Right. I'm like, since fucking when? Right. We've watched them eating food and cake and Oreos and Fig Newtons and shit for the entire run of this show. I call bullshit. And then what Blair has in mind is that Mrs. Garrett has a meeting with the headmaster that evening. Tootie has drama club that evening. So she thought the three of them could have a party. And it's, uh, and Natalie, you know, you're an upperclassman now. Yeah. As I said, inaccurate. Um, And then the the Joe's running gag starts with her saying, you know what? That's cool. But that's a little bit hoity-toity for me. I I think I'll get some beer. And they say, how will you get beer? And she just turns and looks at them. Deadpan, I'll get beer. Yeah. And nothing. Not even a reaction. We'll come back to that. <laughs> so then, um, Tootie, fire exit, middle. Oh, Tootie comes in again, being a little pain in the ass about you've got something in front of the fire exit. And I'm, I'm now the dorm monitor. Okay, let's talk. Let's get this out of the way now. Dorm monitor. Yeah. She does not live in the dorm. She's on probation. Thank you. She lives over the fucking kitchen in what was a storeroom slash garage. Yeah. So why she would be the dorm monitor? She's she's going to be at at eleven o'clock at night going from dorm to dorm. Yeah. For the questionable number of students at Eastland and the questionable number of buildings and making sure doors are shut and windows are shut and lights are out. It's yeah. it's very very contrived and. I, I'm not buying it. And, and we never hear about it again. And we never hear about it again. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, in, I mean, how many times has this been used? Where all of a sudden, um, like, the the grasp of power is mm. too much. And yeah. she's, like, Tootie's never been like this. No. And then all of a sudden, she's, because she's dorm monitor, she's baby Hitler, yeah. for God's sake. And I just, I'm like, it's so tiresome already. Yeah. And we're only like two minutes into her doing it. <laughs> and she's not like being a dick about it, but no, it's just one of those a like. dick about it. Uh, I mean, in content, yes. In attitude, no. She's, mm. you know, whatever. Um, so then we move on to the cafeteria. And 
Mr. Park, oh, Mrs. Garrett is working, crunching the numbers. Mm-hmm. She's getting ready for this meeting with Mr. Parker. There's her adding machine from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, we've seen that adding machine <laughs> twice before. And she does have her pencil on the paper as though she's writing, but thankfully she is not squiggling it while not looking at it, which we did catch her doing again two episodes ago. No. <laughs> Don't get me started. Too late. Um, so then Tootie is there cleaning up and she's like, when is your meeting with me? Oh, my meeting with Mr. Parker is coming up soon and I'm trying to get him to approve this new budget. But Tootie is distracting Mrs. Garrett because she's like, well, I'm not talking to the girls right now because they're treating me like a baby. And then the girls do come in to start their cafeteria duties, as we always like to see them do. We're keeping that going. And this is the scene where it's like, they treat me like I'm a baby. Tootie. Yeah. You're so annoying when you're whining. I'm not whining. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Even Natalie says, Tootie, believe me, you're whining. And it's like, uh, uh, let's just move on. Yeah. Next scene in the bedroom, the party. Matthew, uh, what, do, what, do, what do our characters bring to a party with a capital P, let me tell you? First of all, it's the saddest party. It's just, <laughs> it, like, why would you say, why would you even... Give it that title. <laughs> like, why did the writers be like, oh, we'll say the Blair, have Blair say we're going to have a party. Yeah. Why don't just Blair just say we're going to hang out in the room tonight? Let's drink. Like, you know what Let's I mean? Let's hang out and drink. Yeah. Let's, what, the, you, like, that's totally acceptable. We, because now that we've called it a party, we have to have party favors. <laughs> and what is, mostly it's the food. It's the fact that they've got some nibbly bits and munchies. Did you a notice what they had? Bowl of popcorn. Bowl I of did popcorn. notice what the munchies were. Thank uh-huh. you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was popcorn in a bowl. In a bowl. And yeah. I think it, that came from the chug-a-lug. It was next to the peanuts. <laughs> and Ritz crackers. But not Ritz without without the logo. They yeah. covered up the logo. So it was just and no name Ritz. Butter. Ritz. No name Ritz crackers and peanut butter. And <laughs> Joe apparently thought, well, I'll make this nice. I'm going to pre-make some peanut butter sandwiches yeah and they were on a a platter on a platter a platter of peanut butter but they weren't sandwiches this wasn't just peanut butter on top of a crack i don't think i don't think there was a there was a lid it was like it was the saddest party (laughs) and they have for some reason a jar of cherries and a jar of pineapple pineapple which uh, we get to this where at one point um They've, yeah, they've got all this stuff and it comes up with, Natalie says, would you hand me the pineapple and hand me the cherries? And Joe was like, what is that about? And out blatantly, Natalie says, I can't enjoy booze without food. Yeah. Never a fat joke on the show. Lots of food jokes when it comes to Natalie. Um, And then Joe pulls out, she also has a six pack among her food. And they look at that and they say, oh, look at that, Joe. You got it. Look at that. You did. You where'd you get the beer? And she just glares and says, "I got beer." Mild laugh. Number two. Yeah. And we're about to comedy rule of threes, people, and that it's a home run. Pays off. It does. The payoff is so beautiful. (laughs) Um, so then Tootie shows up, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And they're hiding the stuff under the table, and shit, get out of here. Tootie's like, I don't want to do drama club anymore. They want me to play Baron Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. And I already did that at summer camp. So I'm not going to be in drama club. Again, talking kind of bratty baby-like. Like we've never heard Tootie talk before. Yeah. And 
Um, and we're about to witness some of the worst scene work, I think, in any episode of them trying to hide and trying to act like nothing's going yeah. on in here. Yeah, I'm like, sna- yeah. yeah. It's the, the Snay big, on the Einway. Yeah, the big wide eyes looking back and uh. forth. And Blair is actually leaning down on the table. Like, it's, ugh. they finally say, okay, we'll show you what's we can't hide this. So they show her and she's like, that's against the rules. You're not supposed to have that. Why didn't you guys invite me? Yeah. Funny line. Good line. And then it's like, basically... I'm just the shorthand of the scene is you're too young. You're a kid. You're, you're Tootie. You're the youngest one. Kid, young, brat, whatever. And even she goes, even you too, Natalie, because Natalie's her best friend. Um, so she says, well, I, I could report this. And then Joe's like, you don't have the guts. So um, they're like, you know what? Fine. If you don't want to, if you want to be a, a killjoy over our party, we're going to take our party somewhere else. So they grab all their stuff and they go out of the room, leaving her alone. But what? They left behind one of the two bottles of wine yeah. already opened and uncorked. And a wine glass. So what does Tootie do? Uh, she hits the bottle. She hits the bottle. She drinks. She's and, got a lot going on. Yeah, she, she coughs when, she, when the wine touches her lips. Yeah. She coughs, continuing yeah. with the shitty scene work. Yeah. It's not one of those, you drink it, and then it, yeah. <laughs> the like, oh, feeling I'm it. Like swelling down cough medicine. Yeah, the like, feeling it yeah. going down cough. Yeah. This was a, ooh, something touched my lips. <laughs> it was so bad, bad, bad. And, and then that, it's, and, and even after she coughs, she drinks it, and then slowly pours another glass. Mm-hmm. And Letting you know she's all in. Slow fade. Yeah. No applause or anything. No clap track. Um, I have a problem again with the writing you, there. What? In that scene. You what? They, again, Matthew, what are you talking about? I, I, I just, the choice of these girls who are on probation to walk out on Nat, on Tootie. Thank you. And Carrying like, alcohol. And like daring her to, to turn them in. Yeah. When they know, if you've watched the show before, directors and writers... Tootie can't keep her mouth shut about anything. Thank you. So why wouldn't they make the choice to, okay, we'll include you. And then Mrs. Garrett finds all of them drunk, you know? Yeah. I was worried because I hate, and we'll get into this in the next one, I hate drunk acting. Yeah. I think it's like people who never had a drink in their life or or smoked a joint in their life doing hair. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. But um, anyway. And uh, so I just, I, I found that funny that they're like, like, we'll take our party elsewhere and leave you. Yeah, and go into a public space. Where the fuck were they going? We never really no idea. discussed where they went with this. But yeah, and there was no addressing of them going, we get to it later, the seriousness of it. But there could have, should have been something early on when Blair first produced it of them going, what the fuck, girl? Yeah. Where did you, why did you bring that here? Yeah. And the idea of, we are on probation it's not just against school policy. It's illegal. Like, this yeah. is a you could get arrested for possession. Tootie does say it's against the law and it's against the rules. rules. Yeah. And why didn't you include me? Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, we get there. But there is no sense of Blair and Joe and Natalie understanding the gravity of what they're about to do. And they're so yeah. flip about it. They're so yeah. casual. Very flip about it. Flip. 
And uh, you know how I like to, when I play drunk, you know what I'd like to do? What? I get my eyes dilated. That would behoove you. That was, yeah, because Charlotte Ray, I, I like to sort of think of her, I model my career after hers, mm-hmm. and I make my comedic choices based on Charlotte sure. Ray's. And, um, yeah. and there were some big old-fashioned Charlotte Ray reactions in this. There were. There were. When wow. Tootie's trying to tell her the story and her eyes cross. <laughs> I know. I think. It's, it, I, no, I would put it on the part with a subtle Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've gone to commercial now. Thank God. And then, yes. Uh, think of a commercial, Matthew, every time. I tried it. You said you were thinking about this last show. Oh, I haven't thought of another one. I, did I get to share my favorite toy? Though, because you asked some I, people I, what their I don't believe you did. So were. I did. I did with um, I forget. Was it with Heather or was it with Angie? Yeah, I, I talked about Maskatron for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, you Matthew, did. talk about your favorite toy. I had a toy called a two XL. <laughs> 2XL was this Please little... tell me it's not a toy for a fat child. Well, I don't I can't say there was a lot of exercise involved. But continue. Um 2XL was a little robot. Oh, that you put an 8-track tape into. Oh, I remember. And it this. would ask you basic trivia and you could get different 8-tracks for different things. And he would tell jokes, and he would—he was like a game show host. Oh and my god! Like it was in my little boy brain, I felt like I was interacting with this robot because you would press the button, and that would change the track of the yeah. eight track. But it would be like press A for this answer, and if you pressed A, then it changed the track to. to it was, you would hear chunk every yeah, time. Eight track, yeah. And I just loved him. I just two XL. I I have vague remembrances of this and he had this great voice it's what was the the later 1980s was it teddy ruxpin that you put a cassette tape into his ass yeah and then he would his mouth would move yeah along. but he was just telling you stories but yeah but this was an interactive 2xl was like would give you trivia it was wow like a learning i tool. will find the commercial i'm sure it exists oh it I'm, does I'm find it and it brings back wonderful memories of hearing his laugh and hearing him oh. it's really sweet I I will say I did not have one of those, but I feel like I remember seeing the commercials. So Love that's that. something. That's something to look forward to. Thank and you I for sharing. This might have been the year I got my Lester ventriloquist doll. <gasps> wow. Did, were you a good ventriloquist? No. <laughs> and why did I want the black one? I, know, I was going to say, please tell me there wasn't. You didn't do it in a. You didn't try no. to talk like Mammy from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even remember ever playing it with it, but I went everywhere with it. Uh, like to the <laughs> store. There's this little five-year-old white kid with a Lester doll. Oh, dear. Let's come back from commercials, shall we? Yeah. Um, we're in the kitchen now. Kitchen phone still in place. We know I'm constantly checking the phone in its presence. Mm. Um, and we meet for the first time. Correct, Mr. Yep. Parker. Yep. We have never, we've heard him referred to. They have another headmaster next year, don't they? Miss, who's, where's, um. No, we had Kenneth Mars last season for the, the is two. Is he the last one? No, Mr. Parker's the last one. Okay, He's the yeah. one that annoys her, that drives her to open ed and his edibles. Okay, that is yeah. totally Mr. Parker. Yeah. Um, so this, I believe, is the first time we're meeting Mr. Parker. It is. And him being kind of her foil, her thorn in her side. Mrs. Garrett really hasn't quite had that. Yeah, no. so they're playing that up this season, and but they're not shoving it down our throats, no. if my memory serves. Um, 
he comes in and she's really trying to advocate for them needing more money for more equipment in the kitchen and how outdated and obsolete a lot of the equipment is. But in the course of listening to her pitch, he notices that the door was unlocked Mm -hmm. and that window is open. She does get in a line that for some inexplicable reason gets applause. Oh. Like she really just told him to go F himself. Yeah. When he, she... We know that Mrs. Garrett's strudel is always a uh, thing she uses to influence people and win new friends. Right. Apparently, her strudel is really fucking good. So and she strudel says, "Strudel is not a euphemism. No, like it's actual strudel. actual strudel. Yeah, like she showed it. Yeah, <laughs> we looked at it." And so she says, well, here's my strudel. Let me just put some of it into the bun warmer for you. And he says, Mrs. Garrett, you don't have a bun warmer and you know you're not going to get one. Yeah. And she turns and says, well, you know what they say. He who has a cold heart also has cold buns. And the audience goes batshit. Yeah. Like, like. You talked about a dude's ass. It uh, is 1981. We are scandalized and entertained. He has had it handed to him with that line. (laughs) So, yeah, the doors are open. He's very worried about that, but he's not worried about the fact that a 13-year-old girl is supposedly out in the middle of the night checking on these things. No. And and then Tootie uh, then Tootie arrives coming down the stairs. To her credit, she says, "I'm coming down to lock up and close the window." But she drunk. Yeah. She's quote unquote drunk off her ass. Yeah. Playing drunk. She's a tw- oh God. We can do this again. She is 12 years old in real life. Her mm-hmm. character is 14, and she is playing drunk. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there's another funny line where Mrs. Garrett leans into Tootie and she says, "What is?" I smell liquor. And Tootie goes nose to nose with her and goes, so do I. Yeah. Kind of funny. That got a laugh. But necessary? No. He is five feet away from you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a modern family. Full stage whisper. Yeah. Modern family. They do that where they'll turn the back. They'll turn their back to someone. Yeah. And whisper something to the, oh, he doesn't know that he's dying of cancer. We have to make sure no one tells him. And it's like, he can hear you. No, you're totally right. And the reaction, we know what the storyline is. Mrs. Garrett breathing in, and that reaction was all we needed. Yeah. That was all we needed. Yeah. Just. Totally. Um, so then um, Mrs. Garrett covers for her. Somehow he does not notice. Right. Um, yeah, sure. And then um, he says to Tootie, he, at least he brings up the probation and says, well, you know, with the doors not locked and the windows open, remember you're on probation. If you backslide, shit's going to get bad. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I, I think don't know. that's what he said. Yeah. And then the scene ends with him leaving and then Tootie saying she's going to be sick and they run upstairs. And now we're back in the bedroom. In the bedroom, the wine bottle is empty. Mm-hmm. Can- I don't drink wine. Okay. So is a whole bottle of wine a lot for a person... Um, to consume. It depends who you ask. I've had a bottle of vodka. <laughs> and that didn't go well. No. <laughs> um, I, I think this is more Paul Padilla's territory. Okay. Because he, Paul does enjoy his wine. I don't drink at all. So I don't see the allure of alcohol. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel like you're really happy for me. Nope. <laughs> 
see you picked up on that without me saying it we would have picked up on judy being drunk without (laughs) edna saying it (laughs) um so uh yeah i do believe a whole bottle of wine is a lot especially for a 12 year old yeah for an adult it's a lot yeah i'm assuming i'm thinking a bottle of wine is like eight glasses can you get eight glasses i don't know yeah anyway um so Tootie has clearly been sick, and apparently vomiting up the alcohol, it completely is out of her system, and she's now sober. Fine. Like you do. Um, at this point, Mrs. Garrett is, why did you do this? And she was like, I'm tired of being treated like a baby around here, all that. And then we get the Mrs. Garrett, oh, Tootie, getting drunk isn't a grown-up thing. You wanted the underscore music to come in if they did it. That's, that's one of Mrs. Garrett's um, moments of wisdom. And Is there anything wrong with Edna Garrett? Like, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, you perfect, self-righteous oh, old wow. woman. Um, James Brendlinger brought up an interesting point that when you have a show where the adults are completely without flaws, yeah. it's not as interesting. It's more interesting when the adults are flawed. Yeah, We know Mrs. Garrett, um, two episodes ago, the issue with her son and her supporting him and then blaming herself for not teaching him how to fucking take care of himself and not be a lying piece of shit. Um, So we have that. And then remember we have the upcoming episode where her pension from a previous job, um, I think she was either a nuclear physicist (laughs) or uh, an auto mechanic. Yeah. um, Or I think she was a professional roof installer. Yeah. One of those. Um, and apparently she loses her pension. So now her retirement is not secure. Right. And she has to take a night job. Right. So then she's shirking her duties as dietitian, and the girls are but traumatized. But are these character flaws? Like, um, I'm just, I mean, when she's like, I, this episode really put the nail in the coffin for me, like having. Yeah. Like, is like, she just Jesus a saint? Christ, God love you, Mrs. Yeah. Garrett. Like, smoke a cigarette yeah. or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. There is, I remember a nice, um. I forget what episode it is, but she says, I remember um, at, I don't know, it was like a grandparent's funeral where she said, I remember the first time I saw my father cry and how it frightened me so. I forget what the context is, but I remember that. And again, it's that's where Charlotte Ray is so good. And considering her, I've said many times, the comedic choices sometimes are questionable for me. <laughs> but when she when the chips are down... Sure, she, but I just, you know... I think she was a dramatic actress who, because she looked funny, was automatically put into the comedian... Okay, well, and she's short and everything. And she was squat. Kind of, Even when she was young, she yeah. was not tiny or skinny. Character actress. Um, but um, anyway, we get to back to the kitchen where Blair and Joe and Natalie have had a mishap with the uh, with their party where Natalie has spilled half a bottle of the wine. Yeah. And so they're not drunk at all. No. Not in the least. No. Joe has beer, so she's not even touching the wine. Right. Apparently, Blair and Natalie are drinking the wine. Yeah. But um, they're not drunk at all. And, and she spilled a $30 bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and Blair is very mad. And, and Natalie's like, it was an accident. So, so me. She's going full. 
What's what's a better? Say it, you anti-Semite. Natalie is just like so. Sue me. I'm sorry. She's just being typical Natalie, and um, typical Natalie. Typical. Well, just Natalie as far as you know. (laughs) What the shit? Accidents happen, bitch. Come on. Um, So then we go back up to the bedroom, and uh, they're like, it's a wonderful scene where. I think Natalie walks in and Mrs. Garrett has got the bottle in her hand and she's been asking, Tootie, where did you get this? If there is alcohol on campus, if it's being distributed and other people may get it, I have to report this. I have to know where it's coming from. And Tootie is being tight-lipped. And Natalie walks into the room with Tootie laying there, Mrs. Garrett with the empty bottle in her hand. And Natalie's like, hey, how you doing? Fuck. Turns around and leaves. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. And then in the hallway, she's like, Blair and Joe, she's like, get the fuck out of here. Mrs. Garrett knows shit. And then Mrs. Garrett, girls, do you come in here? We need to talk. She says it twice because I wanted to hear it. She goes, girls, girls. Yeah, there is a point late. It's a little bit later. Oh, is it? It's a little bit later, but that is a girl's girls. This is when she delivers that line. She says, "Um, I have to know where you got that wine. (laughs) That line with that intensity. Yeah. Like she might as well have been saying to a 12 year old girl, I have to know where you hid the body. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. that was yeah. a very intense yeah. reading, Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't I, nice, Charlotte. Yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, sorry. Mrs. Garrett says to the girls, do you know something about this? Do you know anything about this? And they're like, mm, again, nope. And then Terrible she acting. says, and and she's all like she leaves really sad yeah. and really because she thinks they know something and they're not talking to her. Even gives an Eve Arden double take before yeah. she walks out. And then walks out. Yeah. The, la, subtlety, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> and then so the girls are left alone and they're like, oh, fuck. So now Tootie is like, well, I guess I'm in danger of getting expelled. And they're like, and you're not going to tell, are you? And Tootie's like, well, why shouldn't I? And they're like, well, why would you want to take us down with you? And then it sort of comes out with, well, you've been treating me like shit lately. You've been treating me like a fucking baby. And I don't appreciate it. And back and forth. And um, anyhow, thankfully, the girls come to the decision. Oh, and in the course of it, Natalie does say, some best friend I am. Natalie does say that. That's nice. They continue the through line of that friendship and the continue the through line of 2D being the actress. I meant to say that earlier, this whole thing with Baron Von Trapp. Um, so then Mrs. instead of calling Mrs. Garrett in, because she does live across the hall, right. Mrs. Garrett comes back in. Well, girls, lights out. It's been a long night. And, and we never did explain why she was having her meeting with Mr. Parker after dark. Why that meeting was not taking place during business or school hours. So she could give him some strudel. Oh, and do you mean that as a euphemism? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Paul, let me know. Send me a text. We know she was fucking Howard. Is she fucking Mr. Parker too? <laughs> this is this is going to be very upsetting if we find that out too. Um, so when Mrs. Garrett happens to come back in, they're like, wait, don't go. We got to talk to you. Yeah. They confess. They tell her what's going on. They had the thing. And Joe even says, yep, and I brought some beer into. And Mrs. Garrett says, Joe, where did you get beer? And Joe, deadpan, I got beer. 
Boom! To applause. Slam dunk. Applause. Fucking A. Good writing. <laughs> Comedy gold. It is so... Th- I'm not being facetious when I say that makes me so happy. Yeah. To The fact that the first one got nothing. Yeah. And the second one, they were like, oh, she said that before. And the third one was like, oh, this is funny now. It's just so perfect. The be- that's comedy, right? <laughs> that, that's comedy, kids. That's comedy. Um, this is where it's one of those girls, girls, this is so serious. Yeah. And as Mrs. Garrett's catchphrase. It is immediately followed by Blair's catchphrase. Wait a minute. I have one of my brilliant ideas. Yeah. She turns to Mrs. Which Garrett and says... you can almost see her say, around her hair. It, you, you said during the, the viewing, you that were like, hair God, that's a lot of hair. A lot of hair. That is a lot of fucking hair. Oh, bless her heart. love it. <laughs> and, and next season, it is going to be layered and feathered it will not be any smaller. I don't know how they achieve that feat. There will physically be less hair on her head, and yet it will be the same volume. It's Girl. magic. And knowing the seasons, the years that this show was on, you're going to have a lot to talk about with their hair <laughs> as the seasons go forward. Yeah, I love how you said you. You know that's we. We will be doing, we will be keeping up on this shit. Right. Blair's brilliant idea is, Mrs. Garrett, why don't you punish us? And Mrs. Garrett is like, oh, no, 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 no. And then what does she say? A close-up, kind of. Yeah. I couldn't be severe enough. <laughs> I don't know what. Okay, Again. the word, okay, the text says severe, so I need to say it severely. Mm-hmm. It, With a hand gesture. Yeah. I wouldn't be severe, severe enough. <laughs> and they were just, and then, it, this is, I kind of like this, where they're like, well, I mean, you could ground us. For like a month. And Natalie's like, make it two. And, and no TV. And so they start throwing out punishment ideas. And that's actually kind of good because it on some level convinces her that, you know what? I don't need to report illegal activity that's against school yeah. policy. Yeah. So I don't have that, a moral compass. Maybe that is her character flaw. Oh, maybe. She loves these girls. Because too much. She's willing to put her career as the school dietitian, yeah. sex ed teacher, um, flight instructor, flight instructor beautician. Willing to put uh, that on the line. Uh, uh, suicide hotline suicide administrator. Hotline Where administrator. the fuck did that go? Where the fuck did the suicide hotline go? She's willing to give it all up. In case somebody finds out these bitches got drunk. Yeah. But she's willing to go up to bat for them yet again. Mm-hmm. And we know she's done this before in but season. This time she bo- she bows. Yep. At the end, what does she say? This is the last the next time you're on your own. It was a long one because she had to close the door. Yeah. And, and she flooded her car when she was putting her key in the ignition like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then at the end, oh. it's like, how do we wrap this shit up? How do we do it? Let's remind the audience Tootie got braces over uh, the years. Well, let's, let's, we have to explicitly point out with words. Yeah. We don't consider Tootie a child anymore. Right. We are accepting Tootie now as she is. She's an adult. So, to, so Joe walks up and says, well, it's been a heck of a night there, Stretch. Stretch. And she says, you used to call me kid. Well, you're not a kid anymore. And then someone says, maybe we should call you Metal Mouth. And then she says, 
I prefer tin grin. And bears oh, her teeth. Bears her braces. Oh. To the delight of the audience who just watched a felony being committed. Um, and I'm going to hope this is a one-off misstep. I, I think it is. Because... I, and I and again I get it. The girls are coming back. They're at a different age, especially Tootie, is having a lot of stuff going on because she's developing mm-hmm. as well. And I just like I was saying like maybe she's more self conscious about herself, and I don't know. But I think it might be a misstep. I, I, I will forgive it. I will I forgive it. Believe the writers of this one were. Oh, this was directed by Asad Kalada. Matter of fact, every episode in this season except for it looks like three of them what happened and this is a 24 episode season so all but three or four maybe are directed by Asad Kalada so he knows what he's doing at this point he's been well established in season two and it was written by Linda Marsh and Margie Peters girl girls I don't know Whew. Maybe they're still wrecked from Reagan's assassination. <laughs> can get they, out of a rut. they were big John Hinckley fans. They really <laughs> were. They, yeah. Probably so, still mourning the fact that that year Van Halen married Valerie Bertinelli. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, that did, did bitch. That, did that happen that year? It did. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. That's cray-cray. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Talk about... Coming in on a whimper after what season two yeah. did to, to write the this The momentum ship. that they had, that they just must have taken the summer off and been like, uh. uh oh, shit, it's it's September, it's October, we gotta fucking crank out maybe a script. Maybe one of them stopped drinking or something, you know, or maybe oh. they were on a diet. This maybe. was... This was her fifth step writing this episode. Maybe somebody had just fed them like hot salad and grapes. <laughs> and they were cranky. That could be. You don't know what's going on the day they wrote it. Maybe someone's like, here, have some decaf or something. Would you like some tasty water to go with your hot salad? What What are you, by the way, what you, Matthew brought a, a big gulp container, a small silo of pink liquid. It is a, it's a double big gulp. Thank you. Oh, double. Okay. Yeah. That once had Diet Coke in it, but I believe in saving the planet. So I'm reusing the cup for okay. a little while. Um, is it lemonade? Yeah, we'll go with that. Is it is it cherry vodka? What? No. Why would you mix cherry vodka with something pink? That is a terrible idea. Hey, I... I'm driving. I put it in a sippy cup because yeah. no cop's going to smell a sippy cup. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh. I've got to pee like a racehorse. And as I told you, an hour into this, I was going to be sky riding. So if I make one wrong move, <laughs> it's I've been holding it. I'm puckered up. Okay. Well, let's let's I, end this now and this say, Matthew, thank you. As always, you will be back before season four, episode one. You know. Why? I, I don't know how to quit you. Come oh, on. Come David, on. We have you... to... Stop adjusting your junk hey, when you say that. I'm not doing anything. And there you have it, Matthew Arter, back for more. I, I, I say he's come back for more. It's actually me who's coming back for more. I More uh, abuse, more shit being given to me. And, you know, like any good abusive relationship, God, I love him and he makes me laugh. So that makes the abuse okay, don't you think? Really? Anyhow, uh, a couple things I uh, forgot to point out during our actual show show. Um, the whole Tootie being treated like a baby thing. 
We already did that. That's another thing that was wrong with this episode. They already covered it in the gossip episode. That's when Duty turned to gossip to get some popularity and uh, increase her social status. And so we, we did this. It's like, guys, come on. Um, another thing was that, <laughs> did you notice how Matthew and I are usually fairly generous with our notes for the writers and telling them how to fix the show and how to make adjustments to, to make it to our liking? We didn't even do that this time. We were just like, oh, not a good episode. Very off-brand. So um, we, there really was, I don't know how they would have fixed this. Let's just move on. This episode's over. It's in the past. Let's look toward the future and better stuff. Um, some little statistics here. We mentioned briefly Joel Brooks as Mrs. Garrett's son, Raymond. He only appeared on two episodes. The first time we ever actually meet him is season five, episode one, when he arranges for Edna's edibles to be created. And then he comes back a little later in that season in an episode where he and his wife are having a rough patch. And I guess there's a danger of a divorce and then the fate of the property because he owns Edna's Edibles building and all that stuff. But he only appears on the show twice. And then he's back in the reunion movie helping Blair run the hotel. So it's like, wow, I thought he was on more, but clearly I was wrong. Um, Mr. Parker, this was his first appearance. I, I had a little doubt there, but I was pretty sure it was. And yes, it was his first appearance. And I want to point out, somebody in that writer's room likes the last name Parker because not only do we have Mr. Parker right here, we also had Molly Ringwald in season one. What was Molly's character's last name? It was Parker. So we had Molly Parker. We met Ed, Mr. Parker. And if that was not enough, just last week, we had our backdoor pilot, Brian and Sylvia. What was Brian and Sylvia's last name? Parker. Yeah. So, wow. Might want to go back to the drawing board there, guys, and find some names that are a little more original, or at least stop repeating yourself. Jeez. Uh, just uh, two more quick things, and then I'll shut up, I promise. Uh, Mrs. Garrett did only have the two sons, Raymond and then Alex, who we just met two weeks ago, and that's it. Two sons, no more. And the last bit is, uh, according to my Google Home, it tells me that you can get about six glasses of wine out of a wine bottle. I I'm sure that's really not news to 99.9% .9 of the world because everyone drinks and I don't. But um, I think we're done here. Let's move on. Next week, I'm going to be watching Season 3, Episode 2. It's called Fear Strikes Back. So... Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by David Almeida. That's me. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, videos, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media under the handle Face the Facts Pod, And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tune in again next week and every week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts. 